The definition of God is this, the supreme or ultimate reality, such as the being perfect in power, wisdom, and goodness who is worshiped as in Judaism, Christianity, Islam, and Hinduism as creator and ruler of the universe. Such as, number two, the incorporeal divine principle ruling over all as eternal spirit. Or three, God, a being or object that is worshipped as having more than natural attribution and power, specifically one controlling a particular aspect are part of reality, such as the Greek gods. A person, number three, a person or thing of supreme value. Notice that. And number four, a powerful ruler. That is what the dictionary says that God is. There are many gods in our world. There are many gods that people worship. My mind went back to all of the Old Testament and even in the New, where the Lord was constantly warning against idolatry and worshiping another god. People have other gods. Satan is the god of this world. Paul said that in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. At verse 4, he said, Whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Paul said, The God of this world blinded the eyes of them which do not believe. There is really only one God. I want to say it again. There really is only one God. Does anybody believe that in this house today? There's only one. I can prove that by the word of God. It was Isaiah. It was Isaiah that said it over and over. But before he said it, Moses said it. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4 and 5, he said this. Hear, O Israel, I want you to hear me, he said. The Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. There is not another God. Isaiah said it. In Isaiah 44 and 6, he said, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. He said, I am the first, and I am the last. And beside me, somebody say, and beside me, there is no other God. There is no God. I'm the only one. There's not another there may be some that are called God. 
There may be some that have become a figment of the imagination of men and some religious exercise that they call God. But hear this preacher today. There is only one God. The scripture declares it over and over and over. He has been God before. He has been God since the beginning of all things. He was God before the foundations of the world. He is God right now. And he will be God one million years from now. He is the eternal God of glory. And somebody said amen. My subject today is this. Who is your God? Who is your God? Or maybe what is your God? Listen to the very first commandment that God gave Moses. In Exodus chapter 20 and verse 1, he starts with the Ten Commandments. And God spake all these words saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt out of the house of bondage. Verse three said this, he said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's the first commandment. That is the number one commandment. Don't have another God in my place. There is not another, but when you find something to worship, don't worship that above me. Don't worship that in in. in my absence or where you think I'm not. I'm here. I'm God. I'm the eternal God. Verse 4 said, Thou shalt not make any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. And verse 5 said, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, watch this, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. My advice to you on this Sunday morning would be that we would put God in a rightful position. I thought about all of this today and I thought, God, is it really time to preach this? I've never preached this sermon like I'm preaching it today. I preach around these scriptures, but I want you to hear me. When I knelt to pray, the Lord said, establish the fact that I'm still God and that my people need to serve me as God. They don't need to be another God get in your life. They don't need to be anything else come in your life that can serve you as God. Let me tell you, if I'm going to worship, it's going to be to Him. If I'm going to praise, it's going to be to Him. If I'm going to love, it's going to be to Him. That's why I wanted to sing, Oh, how I love Jesus today. Hallelujah. He said, Don't have another God before me. That's in the Ten Commandments. And the last time I checked, it wasn't ten suggestions. It was ten commandments. Are you with me today? Don't I look sophisticated in these new glasses? Jesslyn said I needed some, something to help me. She saw me the other day. She said, you needed something to help me. I said, thank you, Jesslyn. You're the only one who can say that. Get by. Amen. 
need anybody else. You shouldn't serve anybody else. You shouldn't make anything else your God. Oh, just hang on. I'm going to preach a little bit today. Because God gets jealous. You know what he said about Israel? He said about them, they have went whoring after other nations. Now, if you don't understand that terminology, meet me up here after church. We'll stay six foot apart, and I'll tell you what that is. He said they're whoring after other gods. They're whoring after the gods of of other people and other nations. He was constantly reminding Israel, when you go into that land, don't you serve their God. When you get there, don't you serve their God. But they were constantly varying off the path and God would come back and remind them, I'm a jealous God. As a matter of fact, Exodus 34 and 14 says this, for thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name, watch this, whose name is jealous hello he said I'm a jealous God I don't like it when you get other gods in my place. I don't like it when you build graven images. One of the greatest travesties of the Old Testament is when Moses went to Mount Sinai and and the the Lord gave him the law and the Ten Commandments and the tablets of stone and Moses is coming down the the mountain and he's he's hearing voices and, and he's hearing partying and he said, what's going on? And all of a sudden he realizes that Aaron had decided by the persuasion of the people that he was going to build them something to worship. Moses has gone off to hear from God and the people built a graven image. They built a golden calf. They built something so they could worship. They brought all their gold and their silver and they melted it down and built an, an idol God. And I want to tell you what Moses did. He did what he should have done. He throwed the tables of stone on the ground and they burst a asunder God was upset God was not happy because his people had worshipped another God I have come on this Sunday in July of 20 to 2020 to tell you that God has not changed he is a jealous God he wants you to serve him he don't want you serving anything else he wants you to live your life in love with him Somebody ought to say amen right here. See, Moses started giving Israel instruction in the sixth chapter, and he, he said, the scriptures that I read to you, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, serve him with all your, or love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. But in the tenth verse, he said this, and it shall be, when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, and when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget. That's the first sermon I ever preached. I don't know if y'all know that or not. Verse 12, I preached on, on Parkview Drive many years ago. Beware lest thou forget the Lord thy God which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Now watch this. Verse 13, he said, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shalt swear by his name. 
ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you for the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off of the face of the earth ye shall not tempt the Lord your God as ye have tempted him and Massa you gotta hear me today what God's been speaking into my ears is this I am upset because there are so many gods that are being built in the lives of so called Christians we, we want to act like we love our God we want to make out like we love our God I'm going to preach to you today you've been out you've been going too easy for too long I've been preaching faith and all that good stuff and it's all good but today I want to tell you you got to get back to where God is you got to serve him with everything you've got you got to lay it all on the line for him you got to love him with every fiber of your body you can't put God on the back burner just because things are in a crisis he needs to be your God today don't tempt him don't tempt him. Don't tempt him. He said, don't serve the gods of the people around you. Are you hearing me? That word is still for us in this generation. Don't serve the gods of people around you. Why you want to fall into that? Some people, let me tell you, they'll, they'll, they'll spend all kind of dollars and drive hundreds of miles to see some movie star or some singer. And there's some of you that won't hardly move in a church service. It'd take a stick of dynamite to blow you out of that seat. But you'd go to one of them singings and you'd get crazy and wild and scream that you don't have no voice and shake your fist in the air and jump up and down. Let me tell you about my God. He deserves your very best. He deserves everything we've got. He deserves my voice. He deserves my praise. He deserves my hand clap. He deserves my worship. He deserves my dance. He deserves my excitement. He deserves everything I've got to Today. I'm asking you who your God is today. Is it your money? Is it your job? Is it your family? Is it your best friend? Is it something else? Where is your God today? Who is your God today? I have come to declare on this Sunday morning, He's my God and I will serve Him today. Ha. Hallelujah. You can't tempt God. You can't tempt him. He's jealous. He gets mad. If you're his bride, if you're his lover, if you're his body, he don't want you messing around with another God. He don't want you fooling around with some God of some person or some society or some group. Come on now. He wants you serving him to the best of your ability. He said, preacher, you're preaching Old Testament stuff. I, oh no, honey. There's more idols in this generation than there have ever been in any generation. They may not be built of gold and wood and stone and marble. They may not, they may be, but they may not be. It may be places you have to go and things you are involved in and things that have your mind. You may be worshiping your own flesh. Let me tell you something today. You can 
and become your own idol. The Bible said in Romans chapter 1, because they love the creature more than the creator, that God turned them over to themselves. You know what they did? They loved themselves. Could I tell you, you got to quit loving yourself. The Lord said you got to forsake everything. You got to love me in spite of. You got to love me beyond. You can't love money more than you be. You can't love riches more than me. You can't love anything more than me because if you do, that's your God. Anybody preaching with me today? It was Jesus that looked at Satan when he was tempted. Listen, and he said to Satan in Matthew 4 and 10, go read it for yourself. It's in red writing in my Bible. Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only. I want everybody in this room to say, him only shalt thou serve. Him only shalt thou serve. You better not become a servant to anything or anybody other than Jesus Christ. I'll just let that sink in. Say, well, I'm not. Be careful. Because when things start falling in your life in front of the things of God, be careful. I I speak today with the heart of a pastor because I have watched too many people in my time of almost 50 years of preaching that started putting other things in front of God and suddenly it became their God and they were wrapped up. That's all they wanted to do. That's all they wanted to talk about. That's all they wanted to invest in. That's all they were about. You would know them in the world by that particular thing. And suddenly it became their God. You see, the problem is this. We're not living back in the days of the Greek astrologers and all the sun God, the moon God, and the river God. And we're, we're not living in those times. But we're living in a time when, when there's evil things that are getting the attentions of the minds of people. And suddenly our minds are not on him. And our heart is not in him. And he becomes secondary in our life. We'll go to church we'll serve God we'll pray we'll read our Bible if everything falls in line let me tell you you want your business to prosper put him first you want your life to prosper put him first you want God to bless you put him first love him with every fiber of your body love him beyond everything don't put your flesh first put God first you want God to become dominant in your life you just get near him like I preached a few weeks ago and he'll start getting close to you and when that happens uh, there'll be something that is formed in your heart that said God I love you more I love you more than all this stuff in my life I love you more than what Hollywood's created I love you more than politics I love you more than all these answers the world's giving I am in love with you God The Israelites had to decide who they were going to serve. You remember the story of Joshua coming to them. Let me read a little bit about it in Joshua 24, 14. 
Now therefore the fear of the Lord and serve him. Now therefore fear the Lord, he said, and serve him in sincerity. Somebody say sincerity. Come on, shout it, sincerity. That means you're sincere about what you're doing. And truth. How many of you believe the truth today? The truth. He said, serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you are going to serve. That's what Joshua said to Israel. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites, that's where they were, in whose land ye dwell. He said, but as for me, I stand like Joshua today. As for me and my house, he's our God. I'm going to serve him. I'm not giving way to my flesh. I'm not giving way to anything else that's trying to get my attention. I can name so many things here today where people get distracted. And the first thing you know, it's all they do and it's all they want. And it's they're consumed by it. Don't let anything consume you. When it consumes you, it's your God. When it consumes you, it's an idol in your life. I'm preaching that and I don't hope the whole world sees that. Because I see people getting consumed with things that take their mind off of God. That take their mind away from the church that take their mind away from prayer everything else is important but God God is not some emergency button that you push when you need him in the middle of the night and the kids are sick God is not some emergency when you've just had a car wreck or you need an insurance or you need this or you need that this is not a drive through God where you just say God wait a minute I need you let me tell you who he's going to answer the one that got up on Monday serving him and served him all day long. The one that's on Tuesday serving him and he's God in their life. I got time for you. I got place for you. I'm not doing anything until I talk to God. Hallelujah. 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 It was the first commandment Jesus said. I can just see that scribe as he stood up and he heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well. He asked the, the Lord in Mark 12, which is the first commandment of all? The Lord didn't say thou shalt not commit adultery. He didn't say thou shalt not steal. He didn't say any of that stuff. He didn't go down the list of commandments. He went right to the heart of the matter. And here's the heart of the matter. The scribe said, what is that first commandment? Jesus, if you want to read it, mark it in your Bible, Mark 12, 29. Jesus said, the first of all the commandments. I want everybody in this room to say this with me. The first of all the commandments. I want you to hear it. Is this, say it with me. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And he went on to say this. I won't make you repeat it all, but I want you to hear it. And thou, this is that commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. 
I don't care how well you can dress up. I don't care how much money you give. I don't care how long you've been around. I don't care if you've got a pedigree belongs from here to that door over there in the bloodline of Pentecost of the church or anything else. I don't care what it is. If you don't get this right, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Not anything else matters. And he said, here's the second one. Watch this. I could preach about this one for an hour or two. Oh, I got plenty of time today. Y'all been getting out early, you bunch of small Christians. Listen, he said the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Jesus said this, help me out, Toby, there is no greater commandment than these two. Love God. Love one another. Love your neighbor. The first thing is, who's your God? I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not trying to bring condemnation to you. I'm trying to make you think this morning. How often this week did you pray? When's the last time you picked up your Bible? Just sat with God in meditation. How long has it been since you had a prayer meeting that would mark a place in your life that you would never forget? How long has it been since you just fell in love with Him again? Who is your God? Or do you, as normal Americans, get up? You get up just in time to maybe grab a piece of toast or a piece of bacon or run through McDonald's, get a cup of senior coffee. Thank God for senior coffee. Run through, hurry to work, get there 30 seconds before you're supposed to punch in. Work all day, get off. Kids got to go here. Grandkids got to go here. Got to have supper ready. Got this meeting, that meeting, always something going on. Got to go to the cleaners. Got to go to the bank. Got to go fill the car up with gas. Got to buy a few groceries until when you finally slow down about 10, 11 o'clock that night, you're wore out. And God's still saying, hey, I thought you loved me. I thought you loved me. You said you loved me. Who is your God? What is your God? See, I'm, I'm right down where we live now. I'm not talking about people way off somewhere. I'm talking about us. Who is our God? Are we serving our flesh? Are we serving our bank account? How much time do we have for God? Anybody here ever been in love? If you're sitting by your wife, you might want to raise your hand. If you're sitting by your husband, you might want to raise your hand. If your boyfriend or girlfriend's here, you might want to slip a finger up. Anybody in love? 
Who wants to be around people that, I mean, I'm asking you, do you want to be around people that you love? Huh? Tell you something, I'm pretty much an old homeboy. I love this girl. I was thinking while she's standing up here a while ago, she told you so, I'm, in, I'm, I'm good to go. She, she, she's 67. She don't look 67. I'll be honest. I get asked every once in a while, is that your daughter? I'm pretty mad about that. It's not my daughter. I just take good care of her. But you know what? I've been loving her for a long time. And I want to be around her because I love her. And you want to be around your wife because you love them. Yes, you do. You want to be around your parents because you love them. You want to be around people you love. But don't it, don't it work the same way with God? Don't it work the same way with God? Don't you think that God might be a little upset? If he's a jealous God, now watch me. If he's a jealous God and you put everything before him and he, he falls somewhere down the list in your life, don't you think he might be saying, I'm not happy with you. I'm not happy with that. Can you, can you see me? After being 48 years married, call next week and say, baby, I'm not coming home this week. I found, I'm going to come home next week, but I found somebody else over here that I'm going to love this week. I wouldn't get to go back home. And neither would you. You know why? Because it doesn't work that way. So why do we think? I'm just, is everybody with me today? Why do we think we can just set God back here somewhere and say, I'll be back, God. You're not that important, but I'll be back, especially if I need you. Now, if I get COVID-19, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be praying, but I'm not praying right now. Pastor's home. Just being real with you today. Just being honest with you this morning. Here's what the Lord said. I'm going to read the scripture in closing. Here's what he said. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed me, or excuse me, have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. He said, you said you did, but you're not showing it. Your lips say you do, that you love me. If I ask in this building today, Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm trying to stir your mind today. I ask God to stir up our minds today. But if I ask in this building who loves God and you were truly listening, there wouldn't be one soul that wouldn't shoot their hand up because we all say we love God. We all say that. Am I right? Am I right? We all say we love that. So I wonder today, if the scripture applies to me or to you. Do you love me? Oh yeah, I love you. I love you, Lord. You're the God that I serve. And then 
when we walk out of here today, we don't even recognize him until next Sunday. We don't spend time. We don't have conversation. Who is your God? That's what the Lord asked me today when I knelt in prayer early before the sun came up this morning. He said, he said to me, who is your God? Who is your God? I wept before him because I want him to know that he's first in my life. He's not some, he's not something that I just lean on when I'm in trouble. He's God when I'm good. He's God when everything's fine in my life. He's God 24-7 in my life. He's not just God on Sunday. He'll be God every day of this week for me. He's my God. Is there anybody here that can honestly say, I love you? Come on, stand up on your feet. I love you, Lord. I love you with everything that's in me. I love you with every fiber of my body. I love you with every thought of my mind. I love you. Am I going to make mistakes? Yes, I've made so many. I don't even want to talk about it. I've made so many that I'm ashamed of it. But that doesn't keep me from loving him. I keep coming back to the cross. I keep falling beneath the blood of Jesus and letting his blood drip on my soul. I keep falling at his feet and saying, I'm in love with you. I keep falling in love with you over and over and over again. I hope you're hearing me today. I wish today that I could just have a mass altar call. Man, I, I miss being able to gather at the front of this church and pray like we need to, but we don't need to be that close. But let me tell you what I'm asking God to do. I'm asking to reach down in that pew where you're sitting today or where you're standing right now. And I'm asking to let a holy anointing of God touch your mind and to draw you back to where we need to be. Back to the place where we say, Oh God, you're more to me than anything else. Folks, let me tell you something. I'm not living in fear, but I want to be honest with you. All this stuff that's happening, it's winding up time. We're headed for a one-world government. We're headed for a one-world money system. We're headed for the Antichrist. We're about to see a lot of things that we've been preaching about for years unfold. And if you don't believe Jesus is coming soon, you hadn't read this book. You don't know about this book because he's coming soon. And so I'm trying to draw us to the place where he's pleased with us and get us back to the place where we're in love with him and he's more to us he's more to us do you remember when you came to God how good you felt and you said Lord this is the best thing that ever happened to me well let me tell you what the ruler of this world the God of this world can blind your mind and get your attention somewhere else until where you don't fall in love with him again I'll tell you what needs to happen 
come this morning right where you're standing, right where you are. You ought to throw your hands up and say, God, forgive me for not putting you in your rightful position. And let tears stream down your face. And let the Holy Ghost touch you this morning because God wants to be your God. I'm preaching the number one message of the Bible. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And you ought to serve him with everything you've got. Oh, Jesus. Father, while we stand here, I'm praying over this congregation. What beautiful, wonderful people. But Lord, we understand that we're on the brink of the end of all things. I understand it more today than I ever have in my life. I never dreamed it would come this way, God, but here I am. But I'm not losing my vision, and I'm not losing my love, and I'm not losing my, my heart for you. God, I want to fall in love with you greater today than I've ever done in my lifetime. I want to love you more than I've ever loved you. I want to take more time for you, Lord, than I've ever taken. I want to give more to you than I've ever given because these are the last days and I know that I'm about to stand before you. I know that I've got to give an account before you and Lord, I want it to be good. I want it to be good. I want to hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to hear you say, enter into the joy of the Lord. I want to hear you say that, Lord. I'm praying for this congregation this morning. God, don't let us become lax. Don't let us become lazy. Don't let us become apathetic. Oh, God, stir us. Wake us up in the middle of the night. Stir us in the middle of the day. Let us be in our car driving with tears streaming down our cheeks. Let something happen in us this morning. Let us turn to you, oh God. Let us turn to you, oh God. Stir us, oh Lord. Get you back in your rightful place in our lives, oh God. I pray it this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Goodbye, your family. Just reach over, Dad, and put your arm around your wife and your kids. I know you're supposed to be sitting by family, so whoever's right there by you right now, if you're that close to them, it's okay. I want you to pray for them right now. I don't know if you got a song. If you don't, it's okay. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I want to fall in love with you, Jesus. Lord, forgive us today for not doing everything we ought to do and for not putting you in the rightful place. I pray, God, as they pray. I pray, Lord, come on, lift your voices, church. I pray in this room today that the Spirit of the Almighty would be upon this place. There would be something ignited in the soul of every individual who's here under the sound of my voice and those who are watching by way of internet today. I pray God for a holy, holy anointing to stir our minds and stir our hearts, stir our spirit, oh God. Give us deep, deep consecration and deep desire. 
Do it today, Lord. Do it today. Bless our families, God. Save our children, Lord. Let me put you where you ought to be in my life, for you are my God. I wonder if you can declare that today. Jesus, you are our God. You are our God. You are our God. I wonder if you could just lift your hands and declare that this morning. You are our God. You are our God. We'll hold on to you. Oh, yeah. To fail. To fail. I love him too much to break my vow. I have promised that I'm going to make it somehow. I love him too much to fail him. I love him too much to fail him. I love him too much to break my I have promised the Lord that I'm going to make it somehow. And now I love him too much. Put your hands up. Close your eyes. If you know it, sing it with us. I love him too fail him now. I love him too much to ever break my vow. I promised the Lord I would make it somehow and now I love him too much to ever fail him now. Do you love him today? Who is your God? Who is your God? I want it to, I want it to stick in your mind. Who is your God? I don't want you to forget it. I want it to ring in your ears all day. I want it to wake you up in the morning. Who is your God? What are you serving? Who are you serving? How important is it to you? I love you today. One day church is going to be back to normal. On a normal day like this, we'd gather in front of this church. and we'd, we'd make our consecrations here. But we don't have to do that. That's just ritual. You do know that. God can move anywhere in this place at any moment, at any time. I love you more than you know. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for honoring social distancing. It looks so beautiful in here today. Crowd's getting better. Just keep loving Jesus. Keep doing your part. Be back here next Sunday. Watch Wednesday night. Watch Wednesday night. And when you get online, say amen or hello or I'm here. Say something so we'll know you're there, okay? Just makes us feel better. Watch the youth Thursday night. Thursday night. Kid life. When does kid life?
this afternoon, Kid Life. Haven't they done a phenomenal job with Kid Life every week? Isn't that awesome? Our Kid Life team, our youth department, Brother, Brother Chase is uh, leading our, our kids and our youth, and he's done a phenomenal job through this crisis. Thank you. You're the greatest people ever. Keep loving Jesus. Fall in love with him. Fall, this is my final word to you. Fall in love with him this week all over again. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.